Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! And what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always... Your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sports Wire Radio. The best place to get everything you need to know about your New Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. And thank you guys as always for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And also, while you're here, make sure to leave a like on this video if you're watching this on YouTube. Subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get notified every time new episodes come up here for the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Also, if this is the first time you're checking out the podcast, do me a favor and go subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. And if you're on either Apple or Spotify, make sure to leave a five-star rating. Definitely helps out the podcast tremendously. Shout out to all of our lovely sponsors, as you can see down below. Shout out to SeatGeek, the official ticketing partner of the Devil State of Mind podcast. Use my promo code Devil State of Mind to get $20 off your purchase. Shout out, as always, to our guys over at DraftKings Sportsbook for being the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network and the Devil State of Mind podcast. And use our pro our promo code THPN to uh, you know to get the promo offer when you sign up for DraftKings and get in on all of the huge cash prizes. And again, I've mentioned many times before, but I'll mention again: you got hockey, you got basketball, you got college football and the NFL, you got so much going on. So this is the great opportunity to get in on all of the huge money prizes over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to Raycon. With tremendous, tremendous quality earbuds and headphones and half the price of the other major brands, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN 
to get between 20 to 50% off your orders. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN. And last but certainly not least, a big shout out to our sponsors over at Horde Detail Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils and also the official wine sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And you get some of the best tasting wine with custom Devil's bottles for the Devil's fan in your life. Make sure you use my promo code DEVILSTATE to get 10% off your orders. So shout out to all of our sponsors, again, for sponsoring not only the Devil's State of Mind podcast, but the hockey podcast network as well <clears throat> so it has been a up and down week i think it would be fair to say since the last time you guys saw me last thursday um obviously the big news is gonna be about jack hughes and being out and we'll obviously dive right into that with our first segment we're also going to recap the devil's entire four game central division road trip which had some good moments and also had some not-so-good moments. And then lastly, like we did in the last episode, we're basically going to look ahead to the rest of the week, going to look at the standings, and basically kind of give you guys an idea to what I think um, needs to change. Because again, I know we talked about in the last episode kind of an evaluation of where the team was after eight games, but now that we played over 10, I feel like there's a little bit better, uh, I feel like I have a little bit better uh, grasp and more of a detailed um, look at what it is is good and what's not so good with this Devils team. So, with all that out of the way, we have a bunch to get to here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. And we will get rolling and drop the puck with, again, talking about the big news of the week, and that is the injury sustained by our superstar forward, Jack Hughes, who is officially out week to week with... What was originally described as an upper body injury, we have now, thanks to our, our friend of the podcast and NJ.com Devils writer, Ryan Novosinski, uh, put in an article two days ago, Jack Hughes is out week to week with a shoulder injury that he sustained in the first period against the Blues last Friday when he went shoulder first into the boards. Uh, obviously, it was going to take a couple of days before we really found out. Uh, what the significance of it was. We were told it was an upper body. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet did talk about that he felt that it was a shoulder, and our good buddy Ryan Novozinski, Novo, was able to get some more information. I'll actually read to you a little bit of what the uh, <clears throat> what the article reads here. So it says, New Jersey Devils star Jack Hughes suffered a right shoulder injury when he crashed into the boards Friday against the St. Louis Blues. According to a person with knowledge of the injury, the person requested uh, um, to be anonymous because they are not authorized to speak publicly about the situation. And as I mentioned before, Elliot Friedman believed the injury was a shoulder and it wasn't as bad as they thought. And again, according to the person with the knowledge of the injury, Hughes could miss around a month, though the timeline is unclear. Devils head coach Lindy Ruff said Sunday that Hughes would be week to week with an upper body injury. He has not been placed on the injured reserve list as of this episode. So kind of in some degree you could say is kind of a worst case scenario that now the Devils are without their top two centers and you know they're two of their top players with Nico Heischer still sidelined with what I assume to be a concussion. Uh, because the way that Lindy Ruff and Tom Fitzgerald kind of put it, it sounded like more of a symptom thing. So I think because they mentioned the word symptom, that it's more of a concussion situation for Nico Heischer. So hopefully he will be back soon. We have no word 
on him at this moment. Maybe we'll get a word from them on Thursday, maybe Friday before uh, Friday night's game at home against the Capitals. We'll see. Uh, but with Jack Hughes, especially with how well he's been playing, 20 points on the year, one of the top point getters in the NHL, even after missing uh, the last couple of games, um, it, it's just so unfortunate for the Devils and for the hockey world that Jack Hughes' uh, season is put on hold for a while. Uh, again, you know, I think three to four weeks is the most likely scenario. So again, that kind of that kind of goes with the whole <clears throat> idea that it's about a month. So it sucks. It really does suck. And now there's going to be a lot more pressure and a lot more accountability on the other guys that are still in the lineup. You know, the Bratz, the Toffolis, the Timo Myers of the world. Those guys certainly need to step up moving forward. And, you know, I think overall, and we'll talk about it in greater detail when we recap the games against the Blackhawks and Abs, which were the first two games that Jack Hughes was out. I think that, you know, we could kind of look at it a little bit more and to say that they've done a decent job, but clearly there is that big hole missed with Jack Hughes and also Nico Heischer out of the lineup. And you can kind of see by the title of our episode today, Life Without Hughes and Heischer, um, at least for now. I mean, they're not done for the year by any means or anything like that, but uh, it is a pretty big blow this early in the season. But I kind of tr- I kind of flipped that scenario or the situation into a positive because this is like I mentioned a really good opportunity for other guys to step up, increase their roles, get more ice time and continue to move forward here. And I think if the Devils can just remain in a good spot, not allow things to spiral out of control, then by the time both of those guys get back in the teams at relatively full strength, they could continue on with the success that they had earlier on this year. But yeah, it really does. Um, it really is unfortunate that Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer are, are going to be out. Nico's obviously been out like we talked about in the last episode, but Jack being hurt, not what you want to see. Not what you want to see at this still early stage of the year because it's just, it sucks. You know, we're 12 games in and Jack Hughes is already in. Jack Hughes is already out. Nico's out. Got a couple of other injuries, but you know, Devils just got to keep the keep the ship afloat. I think is the way you got to look at it. Keep the ship afloat and um, just kind of go from there. So yeah, Jack Hughes will be out week to week with a right shoulder injury. This is not the same shoulder that he injured um, early uh, late in the playoffs last year. Um, and as Lindy Ruff pointed out, um, I think the Devils um, survived the worst case scenario, mainly that they excuse me they avoided. Worst case scenario. So that's where we're at. This is kind of the new norm right now. And uh, we'll continue to see how the Devils can um, do without them. So far, they are 1-1-0. One, one oh, so not bad. Um, and we'll see how they continue to progress from there. So hopefully Jack Hughes gets back sooner rather than later. But definitely a tough blow early on this season. So now let's shift to what we saw in these last four games, this entire four-game road trip of battling teams in the Central Division. They started off in Minnesota against the Wild, the second of a back-to-back, sort of, because they played on Sunday against the Wild at home, and then their next game was um, against the Minnesota Wild on Thursday. And the Devils came away with a good start to the road trip, a 5-3 to win in Minnesota over 
the Minnesota Wild. Jesper Bratt with another tremendous game, another four-point game. He had a goal and three assists in this one. And the Devils power play with another one of their better performances as they finished scoring on three of their five power plays overall. And although the Devils decided to let the Wild make it a bit interesting at the end, the Devils were nonetheless able to get it done and continue on here and get themselves a win. So Devils get off to a good start on the road trip, and that's the way you want to see them, you know, get this going as they end up sweeping the back-to-back of the Minnesota Wild. And, and I'll just say really quickly that it took years before the Devils won last Sunday against the Wild. It took years for the Devils to actually win a game against Minnesota. It had been about six, seven years until that game last Sunday that the Devils had won a game in uh, against the Minnesota Wild. And for them to win both of these games is obviously great. It's like one losing streak that finally kind of comes to an end. And it's really it, it was really good to see. So Alexander Holtz got himself a goal. Michael McLeod continues to have a strong season so far. Timo Meyer scored on the power play. You had Brat, like I mentioned before, Toffoli and Hughes getting assists. Dougie Hamilton getting himself a goal. So the main guys were the main guys in this game. And you want to see that more often than not, the main guys taking over. But again, good start to the road trip. But it was the first of a back-to-back because the following night, the Devils traveled to the gateway to the West to take on the St. Louis Blues, another place where the Devils have certainly struggled over the years. And that's where we got the obvious bad news and unfortunate news about Jack Hughes because in that first period, he was trying to deke through two defenders. Whether or not you want to say that he got tripped or not, it doesn't matter at this point. But Jack Hughes lost his balance and went shoulder first into the boards. He did play another shift, which <clears throat> if you think about it, he had a shoulder injury two years ago when he got hurt against the Kraken and he could barely move his arm. So the fact that he was able to go out there and play another shift before he was taken out clearly shows that it, it, the injury may not be as bad as everybody originally thought it was when we saw it. So again, it was unfortunate, and I think the Devils certainly could not recover from that as they came away with a 4-1 to loss with two empty netters, to be fair. But a 4-1 to loss, nonetheless, to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Kevin Hayes got his first two goals of the year uh, as a member of the Blues. Curtis Lazar got his first goal of the year, was the only tally of this one as the Devils, you know, it was no score after one. They were only down 2-1 to one going into the third period, so this was still very much a winnable game, but they just couldn't get anything else going. Curtis Lazar even mentioned after the game that certainly Jack Hughes getting hurt and not returning was a big factor, and the team just struggled to kind of get back into a rhythm and get back to focusing on winning the game. I will say that Akira Schmidt, despite Losing the game, I thought this was clearly his best performance in net as he stopped 31 of the 33 shots he faced. Again, the the other two goals don't count because they were empty netters. Um, so I'm hoping that this is the start of him kind of building himself back up and getting himself back to a level that we want to see him at and being consistent and getting back to, I guess you would say, that playoff level that we saw last year. So, yeah, tough way, you know, a really big loss with Jack Hughes getting hurt. And the Devils, like I said, just could not recover from that one as they lose this one. So they start the road trip off uh, splitting the first two games. And then they got a day off. And then we got the news about, you know, Jack Hughes being out. But the Devils did have a game to play. On that Sunday, they were in the Windy City taking on Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks in 
what was a nationally televised game, mainly because they were hoping it was going to be Jack Hughes versus Connor Bedard. It turned out not to be the case. But the Devils were able to lock back in and come away with a much-needed 4-2 win in Chicago over the Blackhawks. Their first win, obviously, as you see from the title here, Devils win first game without Jack Hughes. Got off to a rocky start less than two minutes in. Former Devil and former Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall got the Blackhawks on the board less than two minutes in. But Dawson Mercer, who was playing on that top center line, finally, finally, in the 11th game of the season, got himself his first goal of the year. Holland Hamilton got points. And then we had the big shocker, Max Willman, on a partial breakaway who had just gotten called up that day from the Utica Comets to obviously fill in with the loss of Jack Hughes. He ends up scoring a breakaway goal, which made it 2-1, his first of the year. Big-time goal right there. Curtis Lazar scoring and makes it goals in back-to-back -back games with John Marino, whose offensive game has certainly picked up this year. Kind of makes up a little bit for the lack of defense that he's had this year, but nonetheless... Devils score early in the third, make it 3-1. Ryan Donato got himself a goal, which cut it to 3-2. Uh, sorry, Tyler Toffoli appeared to have scored an empty net goal, but it was ruled offsides after the Blackhawks challenged it. But Michael McLeod, with three-tenths of a second left, was able to get a goal and get himself his third of the year as he continues to play very, very well. And shout-out to Vitek Vanacek, who stopped 32 of the 34 shots he faced, including an unbelievable diving cross-crease save. He made several big-time saves, but that diving one was unbelievable in that first period to deny the Blackhawks of continuing to add on to the lead. I think that was a momentum shifter in a way. The Devils, I felt, overall in this game were the better team. They got off to a slow start, but then again, you know, we're just so numb and used to it now that it doesn't really matter. Um, but the Devils were able to pretty much dominate the rest of that game. I thought they played very, very well, and they ended up earning themselves a much-needed win. So with that win, the Devils now moved to 2-1 and one on this road trip and got ready for a big-time, nationally televised, 10, almost 10.30 start time in Colorado against the Avalanche, who were coming into this game having gotten shut out in three of their last four, and every game that they've lost, they haven't scored a goal, and every game they've won, they scored a goal. And they scored, and they scored quite a lot in this one on Tuesday night as the Devils got pretty much embarrassed, exposed, and ultimately blown out in a 6-3 to loss to the Colorado Avalanche. There's a lot to digest with this one. So... Let's start with this. The Devils, I felt in the first seven minutes, were the better team. Came out with energy and got the first goal. Tyler Toffoli with goals in, I think, now nine or, excuse me, eight of the first 12 games. I mean, he's really, really gotten off to a tremendous start in his first year in New Jersey. But then after that goal, I felt that the Devils basically just didn't show up the rest of the way. And I'm going to put it bluntly, the defense was horrible. It was straight up horrible. They did not play well. They gave up 10, 10 odd man rushes. Unacceptable on so many levels. And they took two penalties in the first, which I felt 
killed their momentum. I think if they don't end up taking those penalties, I think this ends up being a completely different game. The Devils blocked a considerable amount of shots early on. It looked like that they were going to have a really, really good amount of success. But things got so out of control in this one, not just from the fact that the Devils defense, and I hate to say it, Vitek Vanacek not performing at all well. Um, the second period is where things got out of hand. It was one-to-one -one going into the second period. Everything was fine after 20 minutes. It was like, all right, whatever. And then things got out of control. And it really started with, uh, first and foremost, Ross Colton, Jersey native, scored a goal, made it two-to-one. Miles Wood, in his first game against his former team, got himself an assist. Can't say I'm surprised. But then we had that key moment. We had that key moment uh, later in that period where Ross Colton levels Luke Hughes from the back. He goes face body first into the boards. And immediately the ref puts his arm up for a penalty. Seconds after that, Ross Colton then cross-checks Timo Meyer in the face. And they ended up going to commercial break. And when they came back, they assess Ross Colton two minutes for boarding on Luke Hughes and a five-minute major and game and ten-minute game misconduct um, on the cross-check to Timo Meyer. That gave the Devils an unprecedented seven-minute power play. <laughs> and so all of that turned into that. And, and, and I forgot to mention that moments before that, Miles Wood with a big-time hit throwing Sigethaler into the boards. Um, which caused a little bit of a melee. Dougie Hamilton hit Miles Wood seconds after that from behind. Dougie got a penalty. The game at that point got out of control, I think. It was very hard, I think, for the Devils to kind of stay in it emotionally. But the Devils were able to tie it up. Timo Meyer getting a goal on the power play made it 2-2. Two to two. But Dougie Hamilton, who we all know doesn't really play defense, even though he's a defenseman, was all the way on the left side near the boards on the power play and left Miles Wood all alone for a breakaway in which, you guessed it, he scored. That made it 3-2, to two, a shorthanded goal, and Miles Wood with his second point of the game. Now, Dougie Hamilton later on on that same power play, it's again, seven minutes of it, was able to redeem himself. That tied it up at three, and we went into the third period tied at three goals apiece. So after 40 minutes, despite all of this craziness and poor play, this was still a winnable game until it wasn't anymore. As the avalanche came out after a horrible, horrible turnover by Chris Tierney, gave it right to Ryan Johansson, who was able to easily beat VTech seven and a half minutes in that made it four to three. And then Less than two minutes later, Nathan McKinnon got a goal on a partial breakaway, and that really put it away. Nico Rantanen added an empty net goal, and the Avalanche came away with a decisive 6-3 win over the New Jersey Devils. Miles Wood, to the shock of no one, is the first star of the game against his former team, a goal and an assist. Kale McCarr had three points. Uh, Nico Rantanen had two goals and an assist. And again... Uh, this is the first time that I'm really going to rant. Um, it's been a while since I've since I've ranted. Uh, if you guys have listened to the podcast for the last couple of years, you know that I have done this before. But here goes. The Devils' defense is awful. Extremely awful. I don't know if it's because we are clearly missing guys like Damon Severson and Ryan Graves, but the defense... 
lack of discipline, and just not being in the right position is ridiculous to me. We're just so discombobulated out there. We're letting, you know, odd man rushes 10 to 1. We gave up 10 odd man rushes? When was the last time the Devils did that? They had so many two-on-one, so many breakaway opportunities. It was a joke that the Avs had that much. No wonder we lost this game. We deserved to lose this game. There was no question about it. No question whatsoever. But this has been going on since the season started. The Devils currently have given up the fourth most goals of any team in the NHL with 45. 45! That is a major problem. And yes, the goaltending is still an issue. Vitek did not have a good game, period. Recently, he's gotten a little bit better, but it's still a question mark. And I don't normally agree with guys like Paul Bissonnette, but he really made a good point to say that it was one of the most pathetic showings of a team on the road. And it was. And yeah, I know. Nico Heischer's out. Jack Hughes is out. But this was more that the Devils' defense just wasn't there. They got exposed. There's clearly some work that needs to be done. Whether it's a learning process of getting used to now other guys in the lineup, other than the guys that we now let go in free agency, or what, something's got to change. If this includes going out and making a trade or two, then so be it. Because right now, what we have, the six, seven guys that are playing are not doing it. They're not doing it well enough to keep us in certain games. This was the first time where I felt the Devils really, really played poorly for almost the entire game. I know that they you know, had that bad showing against Florida a couple weeks ago, but at least they came back and showed some life. This one, I just was so angry by the end of this game. I just was disgusted by this performance. I'm not telling you that also it's the it, we have to hit the panic button or anything. Because again, they're 7-4-1 after 12 games, still in third place in the Metro. There is no time to panic. But there's clearly changes that need to be made. We are scoring a lot in the power play. That's great. But our five-on-five play is not what it was last year. The defense, again, is, being, is, is, is an issue. It's an issue that needs to be fixed in some capacity. I don't know what it is. The goaltending just has to get better. It just has to. Because you can't have games like that. And, you're ho- and I'm hoping that with a little bit of time off, they don't play today, they don't play on Thursday, and then they are at home on Friday. They can play better because they got a couple of really tough games. They got Washington on Friday. They got Winnipeg next week. They got um, the Rangers next weekend. Um, They have a lot of really tough games moving forward against some good teams. They have to start playing better if they want to get some points, get some wins, and keep this going here while you're still waiting for Jack Hughes and Nico and other guys to come back and be healthy. We can't use we're not healthy as the excuse to not still play well. This team has not gotten close to reaching its potential, in my opinion, and there's still a long way to go. But luckily, we got, what, 70 games left to go this season? Hockey, the NHL season is a marathon, not a sprint. So a lot of hockey left to go. You know, we'll see. And again, the Devils finished the road trip 2-2. Two and two. So I think overall... And especially with two of those four games being without your top two of your top players, I think is a positive nonetheless. And so we'll take it. But 
Just that type of loss cannot happen again. Otherwise, major changes need to happen. Major changes need to happen now anyway, but you can't can't allow those type of games to happen again, especially against the good teams like you just faced against Colorado. So hopefully with a little bit of rest, a little bit of focus and you know practice and everything like that, they could come at excuse me, they could come out with a much better performance against the Capitals. So that's really what I wanted to say on that front. So lastly here before we wrap up today's um, today's episode is really, again, just kind of looking at where we're at. I know I mentioned it a bunch just now, but if you look at the standings, Devils are currently 7-4-1 after 12 games. They have 15 points, which they're only a point behind the Carolina Hurricanes for second place in the Metro and only four behind the Rangers for first place. So again, there's no panic button right now in terms of, oh, this season is, 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 you know, unraveling. It's not, we're fine. We just have to make some changes and get the momentum back on our side. That's what I think they got to do. And they, and I think the players have to come to the, to the talk of saying, look, we know that Jack and Nico are out right now, but we can't use that as an excuse to not go out and play good hockey. We could still, we have a lot of depth on this team. It shows. And so I'm hoping that they can look at that. So again, the biggest concern to me when you look at those stats, fourth most goals in the NHL with 45, that's a combination of poor defensive play and lack of good goaltending. And both of those need to be fixed and improved a lot moving forward. And the Devils, a lot of the time you've seen, do a really good job of bouncing back after a loss, even after bad losses like you saw against the Avalanche. They'll get a chance to rebound again, like I said, on Friday when they take on the Capitals. And then next week, they'll play Winnipeg, Pittsburgh. Both of those two games will be on the road. And then they take on the Rangers. So they have three pretty tough games. No, four. I mean, I'm going to go with four because, again, the Devils played awful against Washington the first time they played against them. And Washington still has some talent. But this, the game on Friday is a very winnable game, and the Devils should get that win. And they need to take out their frustration and anger for playing so poorly in a positive, you know, use it as a positive form and attack the Washington Capitals in that one. And so, you know, all I say to Devils fans is this. Come to that game on Friday. Bring the noise. Bring that passion because the team's going to need it. And hopefully they can reward us with a, with a good win. That's the way I look at it. So, overall, solid road trip. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how this Devils team, you know, plays without two of their uh, uh, top players. But next man up mentality and, you know, Let's try to finish this week on a high note and let's get ready for some really tough games as we move on here through the month of November. But as always, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, on another episode of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And, you know, continue, like I said, make sure to follow us here and, and um, subscribe to us here on YouTube. Follow us or ever listen to podcasts. And also, make sure to go follow us on social media. Facebook, Devil's State of Mind. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's State of Mind. And also give us a follow over on Twitter as well at Devil State. But as always, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we will see you in the next episode. And as always, Devils fans, make sure to rock on. The new NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. 
Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. What's up, Devils fans? It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now, before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can't get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday, you can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. And you guys have heard me talk about Raycon's products before. The ones that I particularly love are their earbuds because they're gel fit, which means they don't fall out. They're water resistant. They're waterproof. They're, they're really great. And they give you such great, I mean, such great quality. They also have noise canceling as well. There's just so much to offer with Raycon. They first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech, which is their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable, allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt powery delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. And if you hurry up now, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. 